Good afternoon. This is your host, Latanya Stevens with True Dominion Ministries podcast on today. I thank you for tuning in and I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in, but I'm going to jump in with a testimony first because I want my listeners to really know why I do what I do. First of all, I do what I do because God called me to do this and he ordained me to do this. This is not something that my husband and myself thought of. This was not something that we were into at the time. Uh, He told us in 2017 to start a podcast. We didn't know anything about a podcast. We didn't know anything about the equipment to even start a podcast. But ultimately, God led us to a man We went to him actually for some graphics and the logo, the guy that did our logo basically started talking to us about the podcast and he told us everything to get. He told us how to do everything and eventually it took us maybe a year to even do all of that and get the equipment and so forth. Now, I said all that to say this A lot of times God will call us and we don't feel adequate. We don't feel as if we are worthy. We don't feel as if we're smart enough. We don't feel like we can articulate things to the best of our abilities, even though we know that we can read and we can understand. And I want to encourage somebody today that you are not alone. I want to encourage somebody today that we all have sinned and come and fall short of the glory of God. I want to encourage somebody today that you can get back up and you can start again. You can repent to, to God and you can tell him that the life that you've lived, the life that you've chose is not working for you and that you choose Jesus today. And that is my ultimate goal for this podcast is for hearts to be turned hearts to be changed and turned back to Jesus Christ because ultimately that is who is coming for you. That is the person who intercedes for you. That is the person who loves you as well as the father. And that is the person who is going to help you get to the kingdom. What I want to talk about today is really a extension of what I talked about last week uh, regarding who are we to judge. And I was actually reading in Romans this morning In Romans chapter two, starting with the first verse is talking about God's judgment of sin. And it reads, you may think you can condemn such people, but you are just as bad and you have no excuse. When you say they are wicked and should be punished, you are condemning yourself for you who judge others do these very same things. And we know that God in his justice will punish anyone who does such things. Since you judge others for doing these things, why do you think you can avoid God's judgment when you do the same things? Don't you see how wonderful, kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? But because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, you are storing up terrible punishment for yourself. For a day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will judge everyone according to what they have done. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good, seeking after the glory and honor and immorality that God offers. But he will pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, 
who refuse to obey the truth and instead live lives of wickedness. There will be trouble and calamity for everyone who keeps on doing what is evil for the Jews first and also for the Gentile. But there will be glory and honor and peace from God for all who do good for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. For God does not show favoritism. Verse 12 goes on to say, when the Gentiles sin, they will be destroyed, even though they never had God's written law. And the Jews who do have God's law will be judged by that law when they fail to obey it. For merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it. Even without having heard it, they demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts for their own conscience and thoughts, either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. And this is the message I proclaim that the day is coming when God through Christ Jesus will judge everyone's secret life. That is Roman chapter two, verse one through 16. I had to think about, yes, why I do what I do. And I had to think about, do I understand what I do? Do I love what I do? Do I understand the responsibility that comes with what I do? I am not your Bible scholar. I am not your pastor. I am not the person with three titles. I am not the person who you would look at and say, oh, that they can help me because they're, they look like they live and right. I am not the one. I have tattoos. I have, I have been married three times. I have two baby daddies. <laughs> okay. I have a story just like everyone else, just like everyone else. And the thing is, we all have a story. We all have a story. But here's the catch. We are not the hero of our own story. God either brought us help. He talked to us himself. He let us know where we stood and he came to save us. He already saved us through Jesus Christ. We were promised trouble days. And the thing about it is I had to think about my life. And I had to think about my wrongs and my rights. I had to think about, was there anything that I left uh, or was holding offense to or offense against anyone, my enemies? Was there anything that I left unturned, any unforgiveness, anything that I have done before I get on this mic, before I go into anyone's ears and into anyone's heart with the word of God? Have I really cleansed me out? Have I acknowledged everything that I've done, everything that's in my heart? And what I say have done, I'm not talking about just my complete past. I'm talking about the things that I still have held in my heart that I probably didn't even think about. Not until, you know, I saw something or heard something that that feeling or that emotion would pop up. And here's what I want to say. I do what I do because I want to live right. I do what I do because I know the power of God. I do what I do because 
prayer does work and it has worked in my life not because I knew how to pray not because I knew how to fast not because I knew how to love on God but it was a process and my in my process I learned how to love God I learned how to fast I learned how to seek him was I did I always do it right absolutely not where was I judgmental against others when I was going through my process absolutely because I thought that I was doing everything right and became self-righteous. I thought because God was speaking to me that I'm okay. And here's the thing that we have to understand. We all have sin. We all still do sin. We all have the gift of repentance. We all have the gift of Jesus Christ. And if we are really truly seeking the kingdom of God, if we are really truly wanting a relationship with God, he will show us, he will speak to us in many different ways. And sometimes he, yes, he had to speak to me two, three, four, five times. Absolutely. Sometimes I was more rebellious because what he wanted me to do, I didn't want to do, or it didn't sound right that I wanted to do it or it wasn't with the right people that I wanted to do with I need you to understand today that this is my job this is my job and I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna read you a scripture of my job it's in James chapter 5 verse 19 through 20 And it says, my dear brothers and sisters, if someone among you wanders away from the truth and is brought back, you can be sure that whoever brings the sinner back will save that person from death and bring about the forgiveness of many sins. I was speaking to my husband this morning and we were talking and chit chatting or whatever and over the phone and I said something to him. I said, you know, I spent three years being resentful towards God. I resented God when God called me off of my job three years ago. I have not had a job in three years. I resented him because it was the job that I loved. It was the job that I got paid the most money that I've ever had. It was the job that I was going to be able to work from home. I was going to be able also to travel to North Carolina and I was a um, property manager over 13 sites. When God called me off of that job, I had only had that position and that promotion for a month. And when I came home, being obedient to God, but very resentful, as if God did me wrong, as if, why would you give me a job and then take it away from me? When... My car got repossessed because I didn't have a job because I'm being obedient to God. I promise you, I never went without a car. But I was still resentful because of the simple fact that my pride was broken because it was something that I couldn't control. I could have went and got a job. Absolutely. And you best believe I tried to go get a job and I got a job. And that same day that they offered me the job, I had to fall on my knees and ask for forgiveness because my spirit was it was it was in a place of no, ma'am, you can't do this. If you do this, you know what's going to happen. But moving along, I resented God for a lot of things, not 
intentionally, but my heart was resentful. And there were some things upon my third year that I had to acknowledge. I had to acknowledge the fact that I resented God. And when he called me to move to uh, Texas, which he told me four years prior, but I guess either I didn't really believe him or I wasn't just, I just wasn't ready. And upon that move, I came here and you feel like an immigrant because you've never been in a place before. You feel like you're in a whole new world. Everything's new. Everybody's new. You don't know anything about the town. You don't know anything about the place. And then on top of that, he tells me to homeschool before I even get here. I tried to dismiss that as well. No, God, I'm not. I'm not doing. I ain't nobody's teacher. I'm not doing that. Absolutely not. <laughs> and he tells me again, homeschool. It wasn't until I got to Texas and I started researching homeschool and came to find out that Texas is actually a home school state where you don't have to fill out papers. You don't have to sign anything. You don't have to go to the schools to sign your children up for homeschool or anything like that. It is a free at will homeschool state. And I've been teaching them all year. I don't know what reason God has me homeschooling for. I don't know what reason God had me get off my job and, and, and move forward into real estate. I don't know why he didn't give me all the answers. And so because of that, I was very resentful. And this is my point. Being resentful can lead to sin because then you get into the way of, I want to do what I want to do. Forget what God said, because this ain't working. I, this does not feel good. This does not make me happy. This does not satisfy my flesh. This does not make me feel important. And I promise you, when I had to let go of all of it, I had to let go. It's one thing when you get fired off your job or you turn your car in or, you know, you get laid off or you decide to homeschool your children. Those weren't my choices. So when I say I live for God, I really do. And even though I was obedient and even though I, I was obedient, but I was really unwilling. But the reason why I did it was also because I had a fear of God. A healthy fear of God. My job that he called me off of and the job that he called me to makes sense now. It makes perfect sense now. Before I can depend on God, I first had to learn how to depend, not depend on my money. Had to learn how to not depend on the job that I got and I didn't get my job. God called me to that job as well. That job was called to me while I was on another job and offered to me. I never even filled out an application. I never even had a real estate license. So when I tell you for the past three, four years, God has really been leading me into the things of him and the things that he wanted me to do. Even though I was a little rebellious, even though I was a little resentful and I won't say little, I was just resentful. I had to learn how to depend on him, not my husband, not myself, 
not my resources. I had to learn that God was my source. I had to learn that God was my resources. I had to learn that God was my surplus and my supply. I had to learn that. I also had to learn how to be a wife. I had to learn how to be the wife that he called me to be to this man. I wasn't looking to get married again. Okay. I told God, no, I'm not doing that. I've tried it twice. It didn't work. Let's move on. And what he said to me was, don't do it. And that's it. I didn't know what that meant, but I became fearful. I said, okay, all righty then. I was fearful. I was nervous. I was scared. I was afraid. I didn't know anything more than I needed to know. God only let me know what I needed to know about my husband. And so I don't want to ramble or anything, but what I want to say is that you have to trust God. And the only way you can trust God is by having faith in what he tells you and what he leads you. When he sends people into your life, when he calls people to you, when he calls you to a podcast to listen to, there's a message for you. There's a mindset that needs to be changed. There's a heart that needs to be turned back towards him. Jesus is coming back. You can believe it or not. But once you've heard this message, you can't unhear it. And that makes you responsible. The fact that you know right from wrong makes you responsible. If you know the laws of the land, you also know the laws of the Bible. It's simply right and wrong. You know the difference. Nobody has to tell you that. Because if you do wrong, the law will find you. But because we don't live by the law, we live by the grace of God, which is the new covenant of God. God loves us. He gave his only and begotten son, Jesus Christ, for us who died on the cross, who rose in three days so that we can be healed. We can be delivered from our past that we don't have to bear any sicknesses and diseases. And that we can be saved. If we believe. This world has to come back to a place of belief because if not, we're in trouble. So I left my job three years ago because this is my new job. To speak in my bedroom with a mic in my hand where there are no faces that I can see, where there is no crowd for an applause, where there is no one to give me a pat on the back and say, good job. You know why? Because all glory belongs to him. Everything I went through, everything that I am today belongs to him. He gets the glory for my life. He gets the glory for my children's life. He gets the glory for the marriage that he ordained me to. He thought it not robbery for me to get the husband that he chose for me. After I've messed up twice, my story is no greater than anyone else's. I am not the hero of my own story. God is the hero of my story. Jesus is the hero of my story. And I give him honor for that. So when I look at James chapter 5, verse 19 and 20, 
And it says again, my dear brothers and sisters, if someone among you wanders away from the truth and is brought back, that is you. If you have wandered away from Christ, if you have wandered away from the truth, if you ha- if you have wandered away and thought that you can't be forgiven, thought that you can't be saved, thinking that Jesus doesn't love you enough because you would not have gone through the things that you have gone through. I promise you someone else has gone through worse, but you can be brought back. And in verse 20, you can be sure that whoever brings the sinner back will save that person. I rather save you from death and bring you back for forgiveness of the many sins that you know that you have of the many sins that you know that you committed. I rather for you to live a life. But if I don't give you this truth, then there is blood on my hands and I take full responsibility because I understand that there are lives that need to be saved. There are lives that need to be changed. There are people who just want to be loved simply, but because they don't even know Jesus loves them. It's a problem. I love you and you can be forgiven You can be saved and you can be set free from every bondage and every hurt and every ridicule and every hateful thing that someone said to you. I had to learn how to love. I didn't know how. I thought I did. I thought love was just saying what you wanted to say, having the attitude that you wanted to have, being who you were and calling it real. That's what I thought love was. That's not love. That's bitterness. That is not love. That is true bitterness. And you don't have to be bitter about life. You don't have to be bitter about your past. You don't have to be bitter about what you didn't accomplish. Because the God that I know can restore whatever you may have lost. Everything that I thought I lost. Whether it was the two husbands that I thought I lost. Whether it was the car that got repossessed that I thought I lost. Whether it was the home that he told me to sell that I thought I lost everything that I I lost I regained better and more I promise you he has not let me down he has not forsaken me and he has definitely never left me if anything I have left him over and over and over and over again because I was ignorant and his word says that he will not have us to be ignorant I gained knowledge I put myself into school. And when I say I put myself, I can't take the credit for putting myself into school. I asked God, what could I do? Because the pastor that I was under at the time did not hold Bible study for a whole year as I was asking for it. And I was willing to learn. I wanted to learn. I wanted to know more than just Sunday service. I wanted to know more than just a conference. I wanted to know more than just another prophetic encounter I wanted to know more for myself and I began a bible college it was not to get minister's license it was not to get you know just simply knowledge it was because I needed to learn something that I wasn't getting I was hungry for him I became very hungry for him and I still am, but it does not mean that I don't fall. It does not mean that I don't lack in energy or, or willingness. Sometimes, sometimes I don't feel like praying. Sometimes I don't want to give. Sometimes I don't, I just want to be in my feelings, but I promise you that's not going to work. 
I promise you, you're going to have to get on your knees. Every tongue shall confess. Every knee shall bow. I ask of you today because I feel responsible for you. As you come on to this podcast and as you listen to the sound of my voice, I'm responsible for your spirit. Not that I can save you, not that I can deliver you, but I am called, I am chosen, and I am being used as a vessel. And as he uses me, I don't take that for granted. Because there are souls to be saved and souls to be one for the kingdom of God. This is not your home. This is not your forever. And whatever you think you're holding on to, you can't take it with you. Eternity is calling. And I promise you, you're going to go empty handed. There won't be any cars, any houses, any jobs that you can take with you. Once it's over, it's over. And that's not to scare anyone. That's not to manipulate anyone or anything like that. I'm just telling you the truth. We've all seen it. You ain't never seen nobody with a house in the grave. So let's be clear on today. Number one, only God can judge. We can examine ourselves and we can judge ourselves and we can fall on our knees and we can repent and turn from those things that are not of God. That's what we can do. And we can proclaim that Jesus is Lord and that we believe in Jesus Christ and his resurrection. That's what we can do. You can surely do that. You can surely do that. That is not hard. But you have to believe. What is it going to take for you to believe? I don't come on here just to give you a message, just to give you some church jargons or some cliche words or something that just sounds intellectual and sounds good. That's not my job. My job is to save you from a spiritual death that you don't have to endure just by telling you the truth of Jesus Christ. I pray that you get saved today. I pray that you proclaim that Jesus is Lord today. I pray that you turn your heart from every wicked way, from every envy, every jealousy, every hatred, every unforgiveness, every sin, everything that you know that is not of God and that he is calling you from. Whatever I'm telling you, he's already told you. You've heard him for yourself. This is not the first time. You just ignored it. Give your life to Christ today. That is my prayer for you. That is my hope for you. That is love. Hear my heart today. Please give your life to Christ. Don't let him return and you're not ready. Start somewhere. If you know of someone that you can go to and that can help lead you into the right direction, if you ask God, first of all, you ask God, you pray to God and you ask him who he would have help you. What church could you should you be involved with? He will tell you he will guide you. He will show you he will send somebody. I promise he is a God that he cannot lie. Give him a chance. And I promise you. That he will fulfill your every need. He will fill every void that you think that there is a big hole or a big, big gape in. You don't have to be lonely. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to feel unloved. Jesus loves you. I love you. And on that note, I thank you for listening on today. And I pray that you give your heart 
Give your life to Christ. Make him your Lord and Savior. Ask him to forgive your sins. Ask him to come into your life. I thank you for listening. Tune in next week to True Dominion Ministries podcast. Well, we'll have another message for you just for you to come to Christ.